Welcome, everybody, to episode 206 of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. Once again, Thank Me Later is not here for three weeks in a row. Don't worry, he is not quitting on me. He will be back soon. His mom's still in town. It's one of her last nights in town. So he felt bad. He wanted to be here. I said, don't worry. Hang out with your mom. It'll be great. Anyway, great show today. We have Dizzy filling in as a co-host. Always great to have Dizzy here. We have Daki and talking about upland racing. We have the breast cancer awareness, wearables, totems were released. And then we have the roadmap, a new roadmap out. So a lot to dive into. And as always, we got the secondary market numbers. So we'll jump right in. You don't want to miss this show. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Experts, baby, UPX. Ah, what? Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Dizzy. Thanks for joining me this week, sir. Good to be here. Good to be here. And uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to having Too Stupid back here soon. But I mean, we all want to spend as much time with Too Stupid's mom as we can when she's in town. So, you know, I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> I am Love too brother. stupid. We'll see you soon. <laughs> I am too <laughs> stupid. You mean thank me later? I'm sorry. Thank me later, mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we get your mom's mixed up, you know, so uh, I, I mean, with a you're a ladies' man. What can you say? You're a you're a you're a gilf man. I mean, it is what it is. So, got to go with that. <laughs> hey, oh, look at it, Keith. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> anyway, we do got a lot to cover. Um, I, I love the background that you. That's a great background that up in Upland made. Yeah, they've really stepped up the notch uh, as far as all the backgrounds, all the graphics they've done, the social media stuff. So, yeah, this is courtesy of the uh, Uplands uh, webpage. Yeah, and I do like, you know, we were talking backstage before the show. You're like, all right, man, I'm up on this. I read this. I'm reading this right now. So it's not like it, it'll be a good show. It's not like, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, they're doing that? <laughs> no, okay, that's the last thing I take a thank me later. He's He brings the charisma to the show, and everybody loves and everybody misses him. So it's uh, can't wait to get him back. And uh, it, it, never mind. I'll just leave the mom alone on that one. <laughs> uh, we love you, brother. We love you. I was going to roll with it. I'll leave that be. Um, oh, man, I'm slacking today. Slacking, slacking, slacking. All right, there we go. I can share the screen now. Jump right into the secondary numbers for the week. And is it that one? There we go. No, I want that one. I got these new uh, new little layouts, and uh, maybe that one. There we go. I'll make it small nice. for it. There's other things that we can do. All right, looking back over the last week, top 10 city floors in Upland. Nothing really changed. All the top 10 cities stayed in the same position. Floor prices stayed pretty stable. Santa Clara moved up about 13%, and Berlin up 10%, but... And then Rutherford's U.S. dollar floor jumped 19%. Other than that, I'd say this is a pretty stable week-to-week from what we've seen in the past. Anything jump out to you there, Dizzy? 
Yeah, I'm supposed to ask you the same question. Any surprises here or anything? I mean, I know y'all give Manhattan a hard time, but I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, UPEX floor going up a little bit, and hopefully the USD floor will kind of slowly move along too. Um, Rutherford, I mean, percentage basis is 19%. That's probably roughly a $2 move up. So maybe had an $11 property last week, and now you're at thirteen sixty three. Yeah, overall, um, kind of expecting a Manhattan, London at the top, Tokyo near the top. Um, looks pretty healthy overall for the big cities. Yeah, and it's still interesting. Manhattan, Santa Clara, and San Francisco are the only cities that have been fully released and fully sold out. Oh, and Rutherford. I'm sorry, Rutherford too. Um, Everything else, though, is partial release cities, and it will be interesting to see what happens when expansions happen there. Yeah, what um, I'm trying to recall now, obviously Manhattan was a big launch, uh, what are some of the cities that we have done kind of the expansion? Is was Las Vegas hasn't expanded yet, has it? I know we're, we've been kind of waiting around for that one. Um, Las Vegas hasn't expanded. Dallas hasn't expanded. Arlington hasn't. Berlin, Tokyo. Um, I know there were people pinging that new ape. They were seeing new ape, um, new city IDs oh, and boundaries uh, over in the Tokyo area, um, but. I mean, once you see it on the map, usually that means it's coming soon. So maybe it's the Tokyo expansions next. That'd be awesome. And then uh, looking at the highest arbitrages, these are the best places where you can buy for U.S. dollars and then flip it for your UPEX floor. And it is coming. I am working with a development team. Um, Went out on my own. Long story, but either way, we're going to have some uh, new data coming here end of the year, beginning of next year. Excited for that. So here I'll be able to get the transactions on here so we can really see what based off of the arbitrage arbitrage of the difference between the floor of UPEX and the floor of U.S. dollars versus how many transactions are happening. You want to see how many transactions are happening in a week or a month to see if there's high turnover in that city. Is it a good idea to get into that city? This will be another another attribute that we can look at of, is this a smart buy or is this not a smart buy? But what we use... Yeah, this- absolutely. Yes, they have in the quantities behind it, the volume, kind of what's going on. And just like the stock market, if you have something only trading 1,000, 10,000 shares versus, you know, the millions and hundreds of thousands of shares trading some of the bigger names that, you know, putting that behind it and... Uh, myself being a market technician, you know, just kind of looking at the trends and looking at the charts adds a lot of value than just the numbers that are very static themselves. Um, so, yeah, I think that service will be great. And, you know, just looking at here, it's still kind of mind-blowing. You know, we, we saw San Francisco at 30,000 up its floor. We're like, that's a steal. It can't go any lower. And, you know, seen it kind of go at 25 and 20 and on down. Um, you know, at 19,000-ish and $7 floor, that at least is, is holding up. The one kind of surprising is L.A., um, again, I know there's some cheaper properties there, but I think as you know, Upland expands and you go back and you say, man, you could be out in properties for three bucks in Los Angeles. Yeah, um, right. You know, to me, it, again, I don't necessarily have a lot of dollars right now to, you know, sitting on my Tilia account or looking to put in. But um, if I did, if I was new to the game or had some excess uh, capital in the game, that's certainly an area I'd look to expand as, as well as a lot of the neighborhoods and, and those that we've seen. And I will throw this in there as kind of a shout out to TML too, but arbitrage you know did, did you write that yourself or can you define arbitrage for our viewers uh too i can define it basically you're looking for the differences <laughs> and the trends there so 
simple. It's just the difference between two values. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I and we were talking pre-show backstage with Dak and talking about the UCC, how they can do bulk construction. You know, we go to the Spark Exchange for our onesie twosies builds, but if you ever need a whole area developed, uh, UCC is very good for doing big bulk. They're a little more expensive, but it's well worth it. You don't have to individually list everything. You just give them, hey, here's all the properties. You start the builds, and then you give them the UPEX, and it's taken care of. So that's a great service, but I was showing an area where I have a lot of properties and they're like, you were buying San Francisco for 2,600 UPEX. And you know, it's just, you don't think about that nowadays. That's yeah, uh, it's amazing. Kind of going back and look at the history and I know, yeah, two stupids used the UCC before to do some bills with bones Balboa out in Los Angeles. And I know some of our other listeners probably have, and I'm kind of a loyal spark exchanger and I know there's others out there. Again, it's just, kind of simple, kind of easy to log in and, and do it, but it's good to know that there's a lot of other uh, opportunities out there to partner with our Upland folks and you know, they can help you with the builds and everything too. So very that, awesome. That was thank me later that you used the UCC. <laughs> I got to get my man. Oh man. I'm see, here's the, here's the deal is I know I always call you guys my first name. So I'm kind of, I'm used to using your, your proper names. And I'm kind of trying to use the Upland name that I'm not used to. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That, that's what happens when you develop these friendships over almost four years now. So. Yeah, I'm literally going to put a post-it note on my monitor right now, right by your picture, and <laughs> you're a real, or, uh, too stupid. There we go. Yes. <laughs> not TML, not the turtle. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, and there then, it is. <laughs> looking at the other way, looking at the prices um, where you can buy for Upix and sell for U.S. dollar, you know, the caveat here is you have the $3 holler cities where you have a lot of properties at $3, so it's slow moving. And even though they might have a high volume, it's the, and that's probably something I should look at too, is not only the amount of transactions, but, you know, how many are sitting there at the floor price, uh, you know, depending on which arbitrage area you're looking at, you know, going one way or the other. But you have places like Buenos um, and Arlington, Birmingham, and KC, where you have the ability to manipulate the floor. Um, Yeah, you're not getting the better exchange rates as a Detroit, Rio, or Sao Paulo, but if you want to move it quickly, there are ways to get better value out of it going from UPEX to U.S. dollar. And all of this is not financial advice. I think it's where your service would come in you know, handy, especially I'd be curious on those the $3 haulers, you know, what kind of volume are moving through those. Because, again, if the floor is at, we'll call it 5,000 UPEX and you're getting $3 USD, that's not a terrible arbitrage or terrible trade. But if you're only trading you know, one or two per city on a weekly basis and you're fighting against 400 other people at the floor, then that makes it tougher. Um, so I guess in retrospect, I guess kudos to Upland for establishing some kind of floor there because... I, mean, I, hate, I hate to kind of see if the $3 hauler wasn't there, what we're talking a $2 hauler, even a dollar, you know, but 50 cent, um, 50 cent, <laughs> 50 cent. Yeah. I'd, it's, uh, it'd be interesting. I know they've done that in legits and some of the other, uh, NFL PA and other items and stuff too. So again, good to at least have that minimum, um, have some price discovery as well on the Upix side. Hopefully we don't start seeing, uh, the Upix floor price go much sub four, 4,000 there, but I guess we will wait and see. And, um, that's uh, 
That's something I'm curious about, though, is currently we've seen Bitcoin take a little run, uh, speculation because of the ETF and all that. Do you think we're going to see, you know, if it does cross over to a bull market, do you think we're going to see the moving off the $3 holler on some of these cities? What are your thoughts there? Because you're bigger yeah. into crypto than me, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm real big into crypto. That's that's actually a great question. Um, I won't uh, go off into a TML, not, or yes, a TML, not a too stupid tangent, a TML tangent and talk about crypto for the next 20, 30 minutes. But I think three main things there, I guess, at the top, Top of the level, yeah, I think any kind of crypto, anybody's invested in crypto, if their crypto goes up and they want to, you know, maybe, all right, I did really well on Bitcoin or Ethereum, whatever it might be, I'll sell some and kind of dip it back into Uplands. That's honestly kind of how I got in, got involved. It's like, all right, did all right in crypto? There was a squirrel. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> did all right in crypto. So I'm like, all right, I'll kind of add a little bit into Upland. And yeah, I, I added more into Upland when the crypto market was doing well. And now that it's, you know, kind of fallen down, there are things going on. I've certainly not put as much lately. So I think, yeah, overall, Bitcoin, crypto, that going up would help. Um, I'm not sure the ratio, per se, of crypto enthusiasts inside Upland, but I'm you know, assuming there's a decent percentage, so I think that would help. Uh, the other two things I would throw out there is, one, just the overall NFT market. Well, I know a lot of us don't really look at Upland as an NFT. They look at it, again, more as a property trading game and building a community. There's still some ties to the other metaverses that are out there and how they're performing. Um, and then the third overall, again, kind of on the geeky side, is just the macroeconomics that are going on with you know, the dollar was much more cheap and much more liquid and just readily available with all the uh, Fed pumping, or not Fed pumping, but the uh, monetary policy we had in 21 and 22, and all that things have tightened up and rates are higher from a macro perspective that, you know, the free cash, as you and I have talked about many times, is just it's, uh, <laughs> we're doing everything from clipping coupons to, you know, I was moving over like a upside uh Get, we have an app called yep. Upside. And you can go get gas. Oh yeah. I mean, I literally moved like twenty four dollars. I had saved up over a couple months in my checking just to like make the bills. <laughs> months get tight sometimes. So they they do, especially with kids, and you know you don't want them to to feel it or or suffer in their activities. And I mean, I had to let go a lot of my uh, a lot of my NBA Top Shot this summer at at a and I it hurts because I I know like. I know it's going to rebound, so hopefully uh, I rebound and can buy them back before they get too ridiculous. Was that was that intentional? The rebound, you know, was it was it, was it just a layup for you to to use that uh, rebound comment or that that was just a layup? It was too <laughs> easy. I don't have the soundboard. <laughs> there you go. We're all more like Dak. Yes. Um. On to the next one. Oh, that's an old slide. I forgot to hide that. All right. So looking looking over here, this is the stop it. Um this is the city floor UPEX price markup. So this is basically what the floor is in the city and the markup percentage on it. And you know, just because it's the cheapest in the city doesn't mean it's your best deal. There's a lot of different things to look at when you're wanting to buy something. You know, sometimes you search by percent markup. Sometimes you're just trying to get the cheapest property. But that might not always be the best deal. And usually you can find something close to the floor that has a better markup percentage than what you see here. Uh, Rutherford and Manhattan are just crazy at 54 Hundred percent and forty-one hundred percent, but Tokyo is not far off either. 
No, it's uh, it's an interesting slide. You know, if you look through this, you kind of start looking at each one and say, you know, why are certain ones the way they are? And I think, again, we know Rutherford had a pretty big following overall, pretty small city. It had some of the NFLPA stadiums kind of get us going. Manhattan kind of speaks for itself, just the popularity in Tokyo. You know, Tokyo being as high as it is, is kind of nice to see, too. Again, a newer city, a little bit higher values. Um, so nice to see a nice markup, even though we had some higher uh, floors there. Uh, yeah, and Santa Clara had some following. Berlin, I guess the Staten Island, Fresno, Cleveland, and even Brooklyn kind of remind me again of almost like if you had three tiers of upland and kind of the the real OG with San Fran and Manhattan and even back to Fresno, Bakersfield days. Uh, the next stage kind of the Clevelands, the Detroits, the Brooklyns, um, again, kind of that wave. And then this last wave now more of the London, the Berlin, the international expansion. That second wave might have captured a lot of our folks that got in and they marked up properties and maybe just haven't been as active yet or maybe haven't really been back to the game. And that's just kind of where the floors naturally either, I guess, risen to because the lower ones have sold. Yeah. Um, maybe that theory makes absolutely no sense because if it's the floor, people are probably actively moving it down. But in any case, I think we are still seeing a healthy market there maybe just because, in my opinion, those are probably prop cities that were not as, um, I guess they're not as new but uh, probably also didn't go, people didn't go ham on them with San Fran back in the day, kind of that nice middle tier. Because even number of properties-wise, Fresno is still relatively small, Cleveland is relatively small. I'm not sure about Brooklyn, but Staten Island, I think, is relatively pretty small. Um, yeah, interesting to see the, the difference. Uh, I guess very diverse cities, but uh, nice markups there. Well, I, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't say, you know, Looking, you're talking about being small. Cleveland was, you know, they have 142,000 proper, almost 143,000 properties, so almost as much as San Francisco. Um, so you, it, it wasn't really small. And Fresno actually has more than San Francisco at just a, at about 182,000 properties itself. Um, and Brooklyn was at 270,000. So it's not even that they were small, you know, Manhattan's small at, you know, 41,000, basically 500. Um, and then Rutherford is the smallest, you know, at just over 6,800 properties in itself. What were the numbers again on Cleveland roughly? Did you say about 180,000 or 200,000? Uh, 104, call it 143,000. That blows, I guess that still blows my mind. I didn't realize that it was that big of a release. I know, or, I know some of these again are going to be expanding and hopefully a, a wave two or wave three. Um, but yeah, those numbers are much, much, if you would have put me on jeopardy and, or, you know, price is right and, you know, go over, go under, I'd, I would have been way under on those, uh, estimates. So I didn't realize there was that many properties in those cities. Yeah. The more, you know, <laughs> because if you look at it, Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, Queens, and Brooklyn are your top five cities. And, um, Los Angeles is double Queens and double Brooklyn easily. You know, Los Angeles is just about six. 650,000 Chicago's 530,000 Detroit's 387 or 387,000 and Queens is 307 and Brooklyn's 270,000 so nice well if you're listening to the show and again not financial advice but Hyde Park out in LA go visit the ninjas they sell a lot of properties available to mint so let's get it absolutely love what the Hyde Park ninjas are going to do there and Definitely still time to get in on that. It's all about finding the neighborhoods there. 
And then let's see here. Now looking at the lower side, this is, you know, where the markups aren't as drastic for their floor prices. Uh, the one in Kansas City has gone already. But when I grabbed the data, it was there under mint, which was nice. But these aren't very bad in itself that you're not paying that much of a premium. Yeah, nothing really uh, jumping out there. And then let's see here. And then the bottom floors, the three dollar holler all the way across the floor. Even the epic floor is pretty cheap on these. I just I don't know. I mean I, I mean I wouldn't call it cheap because if you look back at history, you know, even if you go back um a, a year, you know, you're you're looking at Detroit was thirty eight hundred a year ago, so it's three hundred upex higher. Um Rio was 4,100. So it, it, it's made some progress in the last year. And I suppose you got a, a lot of these, uh, like, remember Fresno had mints under 1,000. Like, didn't yes. have some mints on like 500, 600 upics. So even on a yep. percentage basis, you know, they're high. So I'd say ones that are low mints are probably representative here. And then as well as, again, not a, a neighborhood or a node that would cause you to pay a much, much higher multiple. So, again, maybe... Small mint, small property, in a lesser uh, desired neighborhood. But, um, yeah, again, just it, it, for, for those looking maybe to acquire properties and you don't have any of those cities, you know, 4000 5000 6000 Again, whether you put in a couple bucks or you get it through your urn, um, there's some opportunities to add there. I don't really have any Cleveland. I've got, like, a couple for the collection props, so I haven't, maybe, maybe I need to visit you out in Cleveland. I, uh, I didn't get... Uh, Stiffed in the in the minting or the release like you might have. Uh, I <laughs> have a chance to part- I think it was, I was traveling or at work or whatever, but uh, I know when I went to go back, there was very much minted out, if not fully minted out. Um, but might need to go back at 6,500 uh, up express. It's not too shabby. I mean, I don't have as much Cleveland as I should either. Um... <laughs> Can anybody really say that? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, for somebody that lives there and, and oh, I'll get... Oh, I don't oh. have my pen with me. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, I was just thinking of that, you know, with it, it was going to be the segue into the map assets because the sales are going very well. And I know last year you and thank me later picked up the Christmas story house for me. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping with map asset sales, I can acquire the uh, Christmas story house uh, and uh, yeah, excited for that. Might, might be able to make that work. And well, throughout that was actually, I was getting ready, and I'm like, "Oh, I hope he brings up the Christmas story because I, I didn't want to be the one to bring it up because I know there's a little little history to that." But um, Upland, we need it. We need it before Christmas. Let's get that landmark uh, up, and we need Jim. Why don't you? Or, I'm sorry, too stupid. Why don't you share the story <laughs> as far as you know, the the Christmas story house and kind of what what are you expecting to see in the uh, in the landmark? Uh, I mean, with the landmark now, if you actually go to Cleveland, go to Christmas Story House, they actually bought some properties around it and they have a gift shop and all that. You can take tours of the house. And it was just recently purchased, too. Um, They just sold it and it it took a while for the sale to go through, but they're still going to continue the tours. You can still go visit it. And there's a lot of stuff to actually do in the area itself. The shocking part was Dizzy never watched the Christmas story, even though TBS shows it 24-7 Christmas Day for like the last 20 years. <laughs> I've never seen it, but... I, I know I that one Christmas morning, I'm like, it's starting right now, turn on TBS. <laughs> and we did. 
We did wash it straight through. But you'd mentioned that if Upland's going to do the landmark right, what yes. the, have the lamp in the window or yes. any other? Yep, you got to have the leg lamp in the window to do it right. Once you get down to that close-up view, the leg lamp has to be in the window. It has to, you know, you know, they don't really have weather in there, but you got to kind of make it like snowy and, you know, just because, just because you got to, you got to put snow on the ground. So it's there 24 seven. So, um, yeah, they, they got to do it right. And we do need it before this Christmas. It came out last year. So let's make that happen. Make it happen. Let's see here. Oh, almost time. Get it before Christmas. There we go. <laughs> oh, dizzy. Uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> How else did you not learn to shoot your eye out with a BB gun? That's why the movie exists. Oh, man. The, the things we did as kids and the stories we did to get out of them. And yeah, again, I'll, I, could, I guess I could throw a, a TML here. Um, I was probably like five or six years old. And I don't know why I did this, but we had the old stove tops where you have like the electric ring. And for some reason, I was determined to figure out if, if it was hot or not, or if it was on or not. I literally put my hand smack on the ring and, you know, just scream, but didn't want to get in trouble. So, again, my kids would come running to us and then, you know, screaming bloody murder or whatever. Me growing up, it's like, oh, my God, I can't. I don't want you know, my parents to find out. So I literally went into my room and I had a like a brass bed frame and I just kept moving my hand around the brass <laughs> to frame. To cool it off. Yeah, and it was it was bad. It wasn't just like a little burn. I had like literally a ring on my Ooh. hand for probably I don't know, a couple days, and I think a couple days later my mom saw it or something. I was like, oh yeah, I was in the bathtub and I put my hand where it was you know the hot water was coming out and I burned it or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, this I think my sister might know this to this day. I don't think I've, I've said that to my folks, but again, not a big deal. But uh, well, now again, you put the, it just out. going back to the movie, the, the stories we make up or the things we do to kind of avoid getting in trouble. Yeah, and. The interesting thing now is um, by the Terminal Tower, the Jack Casino, all that. That was the Higbees where he went to see Santa, and they oh, they had the uh, they actually filmed it there in the public square area. So you know, pretty great Cleveland movie. So, all right, bottom ten city floors. Looking back, ooh, I didn't update the slide. It should say three hundred and sixty-five days, not. 180 that was last week but looking back the epics floor is down oh wait no this is the six months ago that was from last week i didn't put the year ago helps if i know what i'm doing sometimes <laughs> good segue right let's go right into yeah, this. let's just go into it forget that i'm too stupid to win and we're talking about upland wearables now what, what are your thoughts on wearables are you digging the wearables i know they just had the halloween wearables out and i was actually kind of sad i didn't get any of the halloween wearables um but what do you do you like them are you not are you i know you're more into the property collection the tradings the legits and stuff like that so what are your thoughts on the wearables yeah i know great question um so i didn't create a avatar um, until I think it was on the flight to Vegas or maybe at Vegas um, for the uh, Upland uh, event this year. Um, so it was kind of the first time I did it. So at that point, I wasn't into the wearables per se or didn't really even create an avatar. Um, since then, I was actually a winner of the Halloween one. I got like the green kind of like alien hulkish looking one. But uh, for what it's worth on the Susan G. Komen, 
as I think I've shared with you and a few others, uh, my sister was stage four, stage three breast cancer. So, or I should say stage four breast cancer. She had stage three other cancer. Um, so I've been having a pink ribbon as my av- or my uh, block explorer since January when we found out about her uh, diagnosis. And I did uh, participate in the uh, wearables here. Um, I'm currently wearing the pink, the straight up pink one. And I would jokingly say it makes me look uh, like a big pink uh, Pokemon. (laughs) Not the most flattering wearable, but, uh, and they've kind of changed the avatars too. It used to be like kind of from about the chest up. Now it's kind of like this more zoomed back view. Yes. Um, And however the sweatshirts lie or the the costumes lie, it does look like I put on about 100 pounds, which to me that is uh, fair enough too. But no, long story short, again, it goes for good cause. And I think just in general, I mean, we're streaming live in the uh, Upland Cafe tonight in San Fran, right? So if we were, you know, sitting in the cafe right now, we could see everybody else's wearable. I know X1 has uh, kind of a cool one that he wears. I've seen others. Um, so yeah, long-winded answer, I'd say I'm not as active in them, but I, I think they are pretty neat. And the more we get kind of the uh, avatarish use in Upland or the spatial or whatever, we can actually interact with each other. I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool app. We, How about you? Did, did you say you got in on these or no? Yeah, we are live. I missed out on this, um, but we are live in the cafe. Um, nice. So we are live in the cafe, but it just takes up a lot for me to be in the cafe and stream and everything else. Um, I do have to show up. I think I might show up for a couple minutes after this show. I do have some time that I'll go hang out there for a little bit. Um, but yeah. We are live in the cafe. Nice. And I only mentioned that because I think I opened up Upland before the show. I got the pop-up that, come join us tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, I, I do, I, I do appreciate Upland for that. You know, um, you have, you see the, his, his shows on Tuesdays. We're here on Thursdays and then the Upland Racing League and more cheese, you know, we're, we're all streaming in the cafe each and every week, so we definitely appreciate Upland for... And then, oh, and the Goldsmith has his show on Tuesdays? Tuesdays or Wednesdays, his show's, his show's in the in the cafe also. I think it's Tuesdays. Um, but I, I do appreciate Upland doing that and letting us broadcast each and every week. So it's pretty awesome. It was pretty amazing. And just to think back, Again, 2019, 2020, we didn't have block explorers. You didn't float from property to property. Like, this is, I guess, you know, we had block explorers, but it wasn't, they didn't work quite like they do today. To now be, you know, seeing each other inside the game, being able to watch a live video stream inside the game, it's just, it's it's come a long way. It's pretty cool. And I think that's what a, a lot of people actually don't understand is going back to, even you were in the game before me, you started in 2019, you saw them in Vegas, and, you know, you signed up then. People don't understand what, like, alpha testing was like. What, like, really quickly, can you tell them what it used to be like when you logged into Upland each day? It's, it is a little hard, because I even the Block Explorers, I'm like, I think we had them, because there was, like, the default basic ones that we had, and later in the game you were able to create one. I can't remember if I could even send or how that all work. But in any case, um, man, it's been a long time ago. But yeah, I joined in like November of 19. So I saw Upland in Halloween of 2019 at CryptoCon out in Vegas. I uh, signed up about a week or two later. 
And I remember from a property perspective, again, we didn't have the nice third-party tools. We didn't have nice searching in Upland. It was all San Francisco. And I think the only way I knew what was available was I zoomed out on the screen to get the whole snapshot of San Fran. Then I clicked on the button to kind of basically see what was mintable, which is on the right-hand side, which we can still do today. And there was maybe, I think, 105 to 120 properties, if I recall, available. And I literally typed out every single one of them in an Excel sheet. And every day I'd be like, oh, is there any new ones? You keep kind of scrolling down. I think they kept the same order. Um, and you maybe would identify two, three, four properties that sold, and then you kind of look to see what they replaced them with, and maybe you decided to buy them back then. But, yeah, long story short, there was maybe only 100 properties available at a time. They very slowly released new properties. Uh, and to find out what they were, it was just, it was, uh, just kind of either hunting around or, or checking that list. So it's just evolved massively since then, obviously. Although, you know, if we could get a little bit more search functionality within the collections and other things, that would be that'd be nice upland. Please and thank you. Hugs and kisses, Dizzy. So Yeah, that that's that was just interesting that it was just like a couple prop but that's the other thing that was cool about it is they started out writing a little write up about each property. Oh my god, that's right. It's on the blockchain even. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and then at some point, they're like, we can't do this for, you know, the 149,000 properties in San Francisco, let alone the world. I wish I had one. I don't know if you've got one readily available or not, but just for the listeners, again, if you go on the EOS blockchain, you could literally, under after the mint, you could go in there and like click on the property ID and it would say, I'm going to make it up, what, like four-bedroom, three-bath house on the corner of Fifth and Main or nice row-style home. You know, it, it had... And it wasn't every property, but there was a handful that, that had it. I don't think it was just the established 2019 collection. I think it was just some random, yeah, maybe it was someone was hired to, to do that, and they're like, yeah, we can't do this for the thousands and thousands of them. So, <laughs> I mean, what would you do for, like, Detroit and Chicago? Like, 18 gun holes through a back window. <laughs> Here's a nice view of the uh, of our dumpster in the back. And, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, the screenshots for Chicago, there's some really nice homes in Chicago, some beautiful homes on the front. The backs are a little bit less than desirable, but that's maybe more on Google Maps. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All righty. There we go. We're going to bring Dak on. Oh, sorry. I didn't even give him a chance. He was just, I'm like, (laughs) I'm bringing him on. (laughs) I didn't didn't even prep him. Here you are, Dak. (laughs) So, first off, I wanted to jump into the spooktacular because that's happening on October 27th, which is Friday. Very excited for that. So, I know you just sent me finalized finalized, um, prize report just to verify that what we were giving away is facts so yes but uh yeah talk, yes. talk to us about the spooktacular and what's going on because there's still a chance you can still race tomorrow right you can still win a spot right uh yeah until about midnight eastern tonight uh there's two auctions happening right now uh where you can get in and win and then uh eddie from uh Board Uplanders Club has sweetened the pot with the highest bid of one. So we have dueling auctions going on right now. So we have two different auctions going on at the same time. And whoever has the highest bid will get an extra 100,000 UPEX. So if you think about it, you get the 100,000 UPEX. That's a $100 value. You get an S4. That's a $60 value. And then you get a one-of-one NFT with a physical art print. 
And so whatever you want to put the value on that at, right? And so easily over $160 worth of value just from the auction. On top of that, now you have an opportunity to race and win part of the prize pool. And um, you, you've seen the prize pool. I mean, everyone wins something. And if you're in the top five, top six, the prizes are awesome. I mean, first place is over a million upics worth of prizes. Wow. I'll echo Shaq here. I mean, look at all the, the sponsors you have there. Just That's an amazing list. I mean, there's, what, 15, 20 of them on there. And it's, you know, kudos to you with all the organization and the schedule and working with the comic. Oh, that, I can't take credit on that. That that was Rob Zilla. That was uh, Shacklin. That was Umbrella Boy. I mean, the Creedmoor team really kind of took on the our organization and management of getting all that set up and everything. Uh, and so it's it's been really kind of a lot of fun working with uh, Creedmoor and Board Uplanders Club and all of the different sponsors that have been able to participate. You know, we put out a call for S Force because we wanted to make sure anyone who won an auction could race. And, you know, we had a lot of folks that have MetaVentures, vehicle MetaVentures, come out and sponsor, right? And and so it was great to see them. And, you know, if you see them, if you see it on the list here of the sponsors, please visit their MetaVentures. They were kind enough to make donations. They didn't really get a lot in return except for the publicity that we get with the sponsorships when we're talking on shows like this. And uh, the spotlights, Robzilla did a great job doing spotlights on the sponsors, um, so visit their meta ventures, visit their, um, you know, visit their shows and, and, you know, their discord servers and give them some love. Absolutely. So let's get that going. Get your chance to race tomorrow in the spooktacular cream more spooktacular. And the show is giving away a midnight reaper, uh, the harvest pillar and a gray breaker. And and the uh, bony. Oh, yep. And Coffin's yeah. bony secret. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, if you want to bid, it's in the URL uh, Discord server. I'll put the link on, in chat. Uh, but yeah, get out there, bid. Uh, I know uh, SC Kicker's been trying to win his spot. He's always <laughs> had one thing or another happen, so he's still trying to win that spot. But, uh, you know, sorry, SC Kicker, we're, we're, we're going to try to drive the auction up. We want to see it get to 1,500 wax. That's, that's what we want to see. There you go. A couple hours and left. And, yes, the bids are in wax. Two hours left, so get it and help a good cause. Help the Child Mind Institute. And, uh... Yeah, and so tomorrow uh, we weren't able to race last week. Uh, so Upix Podcast is our sponsor for tomorrow. <laughs> and so we ended up having to do a lot of jumping through hoops for a lot of different uh, things. But tomorrow we will have another amazing day of racing. Uh, I hope everyone can join us for about two hours worth of racing. Uh, we will have the final race in the Pro Series. We'll have the final race in the Pro Series. And uh, we ended up having to do something a little different. Uh, because of uh, scheduling conflicts for our top three uh, positions, we ended up doing a kind of a small race with the top three uh, individuals, and everyone will get to see tomorrow who ends up being crowned our champion. 
Now, what that means is that everyone else from TV down to Orlando will have an opportunity to actually race without those top three racers, which they would not have been able to catch and win one of those great prizes that you're, you've put up for the, uh, for the pro series. So this really kind of gives, it distributes the prizes out, I think in a little, uh, in a way that I think hopefully everyone gets the benefit. Plus they also get to benefit from coming in first, which is a hundred thousand upics. Second is 65,000 upics. Third is 30,000 upics down the line to 5,000 upics. Right. So it's, um, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Mass chef is, you know, trying to work some magic behind the scenes, getting everything ready for tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I'm excited. So there's nine people racing for it, and what we are giving away is the some map assets that haven't even been put up for sale yet, which is yeah. also pretty cool in itself. And your pimp daddy. Oh wait, no. <laughs> pimp squeak. <laughs> Did, were they able to do the? Are you going to be able to do the concept of the of the pimp squeak? I don't know. I, I I have to email that in because I did not put that as a variant. But hopefully, once they see the concept, they'll accept it. I, I'm not really sure because <laughs> um, I, I never even thought of it when I was putting in the variants for the map assets. But we're giving away yep. a pumpkin pick squeak, a gray breaker, coffin's bony secrets, um, a midnight reaper. And then I forget which, the Harvest Pillar. Yeah. Yeah. Does that look like the right? Uh, so you're doing five. Uh, that is, that is the. Uh, 4,000 wax. Turn. No, no, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, that's not it. I, I, I was going to grab it and then got distracted by talking because I good. do that. Let me grab the auction link. Uh, copy link. And then I'll post it. So they're like two Creedmoor 22. It's on Discord. Uh, failed to post because Upland uh, to the Upland. I can't post it. I'll send it to you, uh, too stupid, and then you can post it. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds there we go. good. So yeah, no, I, um, a lot of people did a lot of really good work for this. Uh, I, I love that the community comes together and kind of really kind of gets behind this. Uh, it's now become an annual thing. It is, I think, one of the very few big community-based uh, fundraisers that are done. Um, and and so I, I'm kind of looking to see how it evolves next year. And next year, we'll get Upland on board. Board so they can do some push notifications, help market this a little bit to get, you know, get some in-game push notifications to. So I talked to them about that um, because we did try to see if we can get the uh, sponsors from uh, Upland. And they 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 had a really good point uh, since no one had talked to them about doing something like this. They didn't have standards for being able to say who they would support and who they wouldn't support. Um, and so to be fair to everyone, 
they are going to actually develop standards for this type of community engagement, which one I think is really kind of cool that, you know, that in itself is really cool that they're willing to actually at least look at how to create a fair process for others that want, maybe want to do something similar. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's great. And then since we got another year to next one, yeah, hopefully the standards are there and you guys qualify. (laughs) I hope he qualified. Be kind of sucky <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> no, but th- this is going to be great. And then I look forward to you know, you guys got the go kart series coming up in November. So we're working through it. Uh, there's some scheduling difficulties, so we might actually end up doing something a little different in December. Uh, I'm talking to Matt Chef about that, but right now we've been so focused on getting the Pro Series done and the uh, Spectacular that's been so next week. So I'll be back on next week to talk about what's next. Now, what I do know is that we will definitely be having the uh, Stock Car Pro Series in Q1 2024, and I know that we've already started assigning the role of Stock Car Driver. Uh, to individuals who have stock car pro competition trim cars. So if you have a competition trim car, stock car, and you would like to get information about being able to race in URL, uh, just join URL. We'll assign you the, the role so that we can then communicate with you. And not it doesn't necessarily mean you get a spot in the league, but you will at least get information about it and have an opportunity. I know as an example for um, Mass Chef, uh, he does uh, he has the Castle Elite Racing Team, and he will be doing open tryouts for the Castle Elite Racing Team. Now, here's the other question. The people that now have raced MetaVentures, how can they reach out to you to get included in the Upland Racing League in the different series you guys will be hosting throughout the year? So the way it's going to work is the way we've worked it already, which is you have to have you have to go through the submission process, have your track submitted, and go through the sanctioning. Our sanctioning process is a lot more difficult than Upland's approval. Uh, so an example is you need to have a forty percent ownership of trackside properties for the track. And if you think about some of these tracks, they're anywhere from two hundred or four hundred properties, and you need to have forty percent ownership. What ends up happening is you, most people, unless you're like Abdullah or Dizzy or someone, right, you're not going to be able to have that many properties yourself. So it, it, it forces you to cre- create a uh, ownership group or for the node to come together and say, yeah, we're supporting this track as a neighborhood or as a node project or whatever it might be. And so, you know, we talk about the difference between URL and Upland Racing is we're community racing while Upland provides the racing functionality. Right. And so this is an example of how we use the standards for sanctioning to drive community engagement. There is a structure uh, requirement. There's a business plan process. Like, how are you going to drive uh, engagement on the track? How are you going to drive revenue streams for the track and so forth? Because we want you to look at it as a venue, not just as a track that you've put up on Upland and forget about. Oh, that makes makes a lot of sense. And. Man, 40%, that's steep depending on what city you're in. That, that could get very expensive. 
Yeah, and and that was done on purpose. And actually, uh, we started at 40% as the entry level, and we had the idea that every year we continue to grow and we would increase the ownership requirements um, because uh, obviously, you know, we're not going to be able to support 200, 300 tracks. So only the top, you know, like the most engaged, most active tracks are going to be uh, able to maintain sanction. And, and the reason we wanted to do that is because these are the tracks that are going to be picked for any URL season type of engagements. And so that means like uh, if we have four different seasons and we're doing uh, 10 races per season, that's 40 tracks, right? And so that's the best we can do on our official uh, seasons. Now, if we did, uh, if if we do special invitationals, uh, if we do the Upland Racing, uh, like we did with the Overdrive event, where we get to pick the tracks we want to use, we can use some of these tracks that have been sanctioned but not picked for the season in some of the special events. So, our goal is to really kind of drive engagement, and then eventually you're going to have to be physically located at the track to be able to race kind of thing or something like that. So there's, I think there's going to be lots of way for individuals to monetize the uh, tracks. And then hopefully, you know, if we can, I would love to be able to see little like URL uh, logos on tracks for tracks that have been sanctioned so that hopefully uh, Uplanders go to those tracks and use them for their uh, street races or in one-off races that generate upics for the track owner. Guys, have it all planned out. I see. I'd say yeah. I, I mean, not say from the outside looking in, but I'll, admittedly, you know, I've got a few cars. I haven't really done the new racing. You know, the, the slow side, fast side of the of the track, whatever. Um, you know, CKO kind of give it a shot every now and then, or check you guys out in the cafe. But this blows my mind. Like again, we just talked at the beginning of the show, but was two, three years ago, the hundred properties, no functionality, no nothing. And now you're talking about, you've got a full business model. You're taking again, ownership. You're talking about different tiers and leagues. And I mean, there's a lot of obviously work that's going in behind the scenes, not just like you said, logging into your app or on the desktop. I'm going to race a little bit. Um, so yeah, again, kudos to you and all the, the minds that are kind of going behind this. this. That really blows my mind. And I admittedly, I haven't, and tuning in as much on the racing side, yeah, I know it's it's active and there's a, a large community there, but yeah. wow, this that everything <laughs> just told us like I didn't realize that there was a lot going on behind the scenes. That's this is phenomenal. Yeah, and and what I love is that the folks that have gotten involved, so Creedmore, uh, Real Node LA, Hyde Park Ninjas, um, just just to name a few, right? There's a lot more than that. Uh, they really like are putting effort. They're putting a lot of work into building out. The, the venue, right? I, I keep talking to them uh, about them as venues. They really are putting a lot of work into building out the venue and creating an experience for uh, for the community. And that's what it comes down to is creating that experience, one, for the user, and then just communities coming together to promote it because that's what's going to make Upland successful in itself is people wanting to be in these communities that are rocking it each and every week. Yeah, and, and what we love is we're starting to see more and more uh, racing discords starting to pop up. You have UL, ULUGT, you have Tolton, you have uh, Cars. They used to be Ace Racing League, now it's Cars. Um, and what's great is that they have a different model than what URL does, but we need those because what we want to do is we want to bring the champions of those leagues. We want to find the best of the best to race in URL, and so we need... Uh, 
leagues that will help train and develop drivers so that when we race and we're racing with some of the best in the game. I like that. And you're able to uh, recruit from the other leagues and you got a competitive and you get the best of the best and the people with the cars. So it's a good, yeah. good plan. And if you have a racing league, you know, we have MRNN, which is the Metaverse Racing News Network. And our goal is to actually be able to highlight Metaverse racing in general, right? So not just URL, but any of the other leagues, uh, Zed Run, uh, Ref Racing. I mean, obviously, the connection to the Animoca brands is is an easy one because of the Upland connection. But, yeah, the goal is if there's um, Metaverse-type racing, we want to be able to highlight it on our shows. I gotta get my horses running. They've been dormant, and Zed's been doing a lot of stuff. I've they're even advertising now too. I'm I'm jealous that you have horses. I know we've talked about that before because I would I used to love this. There was this old game that was a horse racing game where you would uh, breed horses and kind of develop them and everything. And with Zed Run, you have a lot of that too. And so I was like, I was very interested in it, but the pricing point for it was not cheap. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk offline. Um, we we have a stable pool. It's a conglomerate. <laughs> it's a conglomerate. <laughs> it, 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 it legit is a conglomerate. Um, I mean, Dizzy's in on it. Thank the later's in on it. Myself, Choyna, um, Josh. I can't remember Josh's numbers off of it. He was in you. He was here for a while. You know. Let's start the whole race. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll, now, talk now, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. No tangent. No TML tangents. Got it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. All right, Deck. Looking forward to the races tomorrow. Looking to the Creed more spectacular, and then the finishing of the twenty-three fall Pro Series leaderboard, and seeing who wins that, and then also to the other race contestants. Ko Ninja, you got a. I, wait, did you say you wanted fourth spot because you wanted a map asset? You didn't want to take home the big, huge Reaper? Yeah, I don't know about that. The the number the first spot has ridiculous things now. I mean, it, you've seen the price. Uh, I don't know if you can get the price pool up, but uh, that was pretty sick. And, yes, the the fifth spot, I think it's the fifth spot now. Maybe, no, it's the fourth spot, has a, no, fifth, I don't know, whatever it is. It has a Tokyo property. Uh, the other one has a Belrose property. Uh, I mean, it's oh, a serious I, I was talking about the Pro there. Series, not the Creed more spectacular. Oh, 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, who wouldn't want, I, I already have mine up in Creedmore. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Deck. We'll bring you on next week and we'll talk what's next. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And don't forget the auction's going on. Go up there and keep SC kicker from getting his, uh, his win. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. You're you're really going to do that to the SC. Wow. (laughs) No, no. I love the guy. He's awesome. No, no, he's awesome. Uh, but we do want to get that to 1500. Remember 1500 is our goal. All right. We got two hours to do that or less than two hours now. Everybody get on that. Make that happen. Thank you, Dak. And we will talk soon. All righty. So we also have, um, I thought this was interesting in itself was the upland going with, the layer two quarter four roadmap update. 
so these are the outside developers from Upland that have Layer 2 already going on in the game, what they did for the third quarter, and what you're looking forward to in the fourth quarter. And I thought that was pretty nice for them to include these people in this and talking with them and what they're bringing to the game and help enhancing the game. Yeah, they, they highlighted they have an Upix Park Exchange, Upix Land, Uplandia, Upland Kingdoms. Um, you know, just overall website optimization, the SSO. Again, they're getting really ramped up here. Um, I'm not sure if you if you talked about it all last week, or I can't remember if the announcement was after last week's show or between now and then. But you know, I got that next next round of uh, funding. Was it seven million? So I think, yep. You know, there's between again. I'm not saying for that reason, but um, again, you look at the progression of Upland of back in the day. It's like you know, probably episode 20-something, it was like, man, it'd be nice if Upland would keep us in the know more with what's going on. And then by episode 100, it's like, hey, it's getting better. Now it's like, again, you've got roadmaps, quarterly roadmaps. They're talking about what's happening in the future. And they've, I mean, there's probably things that we don't necessarily know that they maybe haven't hit the goals on, but they've really knocked a lot of balls out of the park this year. They really, I mean, you think about, again, eventually we're going to be going into maybe the the ERC-20 blockchain on Ethereum and potentially, you know, working working Sparklet on an exchange. Um, again, this is just really, really, really ramping up. It's exciting to see. Yeah, the Epic Spark Exchange you got in a mobile app will make Thank Me Later very happy because in his <laughs> world, right. you have to be mobile to be successful. And, and he does have a point. I, I like, you know, giving him a hard time. But absolutely, if I can't do it on my phone, you know, there's been games that I've got on the desktop for and I just don't hit my desktop that often. Um, and I do like the single sign on that the Epic Spark Exchange is working on. And then if you didn't watch the new video, what they're working on, that's pretty cool in itself. Upex lands continuing to give us the data that we want. Uh, and they're continuing to go with being a, working on being a UDM pro member. And that's, uh, one of the top parts of partnerships with Upland, so that's good. They're going to get a dev shop in every city working on that. And then Uplandia, that's a great game people are enjoying, and they've rolled out what they're doing October, November, and December. And Upland Kingdoms, you know, Ground Brindle's been doing an amazing job there in itself. Um, that's what I got to do. I know I talked to Noyce to meet you at Genesis Week and said, brother, I got to get you back on the show. He was... He came on, he was our first guest, and then you were the second guest, and you guys were the Bill Gates and Elon Musk of Upland at the time. I remember, yeah, I remember uh, T-Mail talking about that. That's right, that's funny. (laughs) That's a long time ago, holy cow. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely we'll get those people on, we'll get Ground Brindle on, we'll get... um, Nice to meet you and up Lando on to talk about their projects there. So it was nice that they did a layer two Q4 roadmap. Totems, they went on sale, people picked them up, and then they got to trade them in. Uh, how'd you do? <laughs> Just to make a comment about all the uh, other people trying to broker or trade their spots in line. And no, I know like the third party, I've seen a little bit of out in. Uh, in the server, it looks like they're they're selling for what maybe sixty five USD, and then I'm not sure on the Epic side. But basically, they've come in come in line a little bit more since the first or second release. Um, I did pick up one of each, or I picked up one on USD and one on Epic. Uh, this is the first time I've been able to. We've got llama ears. I didn't notice. That. There we go. 
right there. <laughs> Depending on how you sit, yeah, you've had llama ears. Is that like the TikTok thing where like the girls sit on the bed and like they flip their feet up and it's like they got the bunny ears? That's like the new big on TikTok trend. But anyway, get myself in trouble. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, let's move on from bunny there goes, ears. There goes the squirrel. But, <laughs> but I got one of each. First time I was able to pick up one on the upic side, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh no way! I finally made it. You know, maybe top 100 to get get one on the epics, but. Uh, I got one of each. Got one of the uh, sharks and one of the pandas, but I was a little bummed. Mine are both brown and like pretty basic. So again, not like really really cool poses. Not uh, even like the rarity. I'm not as concerned about. Like, they're, but they're both brown. I'm like, come on, give me some, give me some flash, give me some color. But I was happy to get one of each, so I can't complain. How about you? <laughs> Jesus calling you out. <laughs> no, no, good shot. I do. I think we all get. Maybe we don't all, but yeah. I'd, get into uh yeah if you want to look at my tiktok stream it's probably pokemon uh funny cat videos funny toddlers um maybe bowling just yeah it's not not the uh because i'm watching it sometimes my kiddos i gotta be it's gotta be age appropriate (laughs) (laughs) no i missed out on um on the totems and i had the usd and then i had kid issues and then i missed my spot uh but I will look on the secondary market for good deals, not horrible deals. Absolutely. I've got I didn't get anything from the second round because I was presenting at work during that time and I was real bummed about it. Um, so yeah, I, I got to check out the secondary market for the, uh, the round two totems that were released then. Did you get any on the first round or two? I got the first and second round, um, but I only got one. It, it was kind of weird. I got one... I got two dragonflies and then I got two wolves. So, okay. Okay. And it was awesome. I saw a happy MF in real life pop in there. Love that dude. Very great, positive <laughs> dude. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, he got the panda $55 and decided he need to own one of each and made some trades. Now he owns all six. Yeah. There you go. I need to be like happy. That's kind of the thing. I mean, if I'm going to quote a TikTok video, there's this, you know, person, typically it's a woman holding like, I've got one dog and I know I might as well have, might, it's got to have a friend and you get two. Oh, what's one more? There's three. It's, it's You got to have the set. I mean, if you're going to, because there's what, a total of 10 or 12 totems at the end of the all the chapters. Five chapters, kind of, 10. Five chapters, ten chapters to, yep. Where is there six? Wow. Now, now you're making Ah, you're you're you are too stupid to win TML right now on me. Usually, these are the questions that I ask him, and he's like, "Ah, yeah." I think I want to say there were six releases, but yeah, if if it's under twenty total or even tenish, like I don't know, try to acquire a set one way or the other via trade or whatever. But no, it's it'll be interesting. And have you heard anything? So I will put you on the spot again. Have you heard anything more as far as? Uh, is it still kind of Q1-ish that they're talking about that we'll be doing more of the test one with the Protom, or have there been any posts on that? Not too sure. Okay. Not really. Just speculation. Speculation. Speaking of, we could totally squirrel here, too. I still think there's way more that we don't know from all the uh, the whole, like, Ethereum and the uh, the map and, like, little top-secret folder. I think there's a lot more to it than just the, the Sparklet thing. Any... Uh, prognostication any uh any things you think might be coming down the pipe 
I mean, Upland's been doing a lot. They they gave us the ability to put stuff on open seas. They made the bridges for it. You know, Dirk is in charge of the, you know, the whole big metaverse that we want to be interchangeable so you can have your thing here but bring it over to this one or take it to that one or sell it on this thing. So, I, I mean, we've been saying it for a while, but... All of us that are playing now are still in the early stages. We got in early, you know, for as many people that are like, oh, man, you know, like I'm like, oh, I wish I was dizzy who got in, you know, in 2019. There's people are like, oh, I wish I was too stupid to win. And then there's people that are like, oh, I wish I was so and so. But all of us are in early. Um, and I think that, you know, what Dirk's doing is good with these other metaverses of trying to have like a common thing that we can all share things. So, you know, whatever your fancy is, you can go do it. And I'm liking the partnerships with, you know, um, you know, having the cafes and having the stock car pro racing, they they've built on it. You know, they've experimented. They had their NFL PA that they're still working with, but you know, as they expanded the stock cars, I mean, I'm squirreling the hell out of this conversation because it's just, there's just so many things, so many tangents. It's, you know, I'm excited for it. All, all in all, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the totems to experiment of what Protom's going to do for the STEM and how that's going to create life. And there's so much there to life from trees and bushes and flowers and pets and who else knows what they want to allow there. And some of these mini games, so I, I scroll to them. I'm, I'm on Twitter because I'm looking for a certain uh, image that they released during the whole... Uh kind of top secret event. But anyway, um, they they post like a speed pool game. It looks like somebody's putting on there. And then like another, I mean, I'm old enough. Do you remember the game Spy Hunter? Like oh, Nintendo. Uh, oh, I love Spy Hunter because you could it's roll up a, into a trailer. You know, you had the oil <laughs> slick and yeah. Looks like there's a Spy Hunter kind of game that might be coming too. And again, it's it's those uh, mini games. And it sounds yeah. like they've left that window pretty far open as far as what you can kind of bring in. Um, but again, it's another fun little thing. If you're on your phone, your app and, at the airport, you're at a stoplight, you know, joking, of course. But, uh, yeah, you just scroll it up and play a couple games for a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's mind-blowing. That's right, because um, for the totems, there's 11 because of the one-of-one llama that was given out at Genesis Week. Uh, so 10 of the quote-unquote normalish ones, and then yep. one one-of-one series got. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that was where I was going next was the mini game competition. I've been seeing a lot of teasers on X lately, teasing what people are developing for mini games, and that's something that Upland always said that they were wanting to do was to launch cafes to have mini games at the cafes. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work that because I really like their partnership with Nowhere and I like what Nowhere can do and can do for Upland. So, yeah, but I do like this mini game competition going on and I'm, it's pretty pretty cool stuff that the players are coming out with and I think that's where you will win is the microtransactions with your business in Upland. I know T, that's where TML will be coming on right now, talking all about the microtransactions. I know he was big on that and talk about all the games and all the wearables and all the other cosmetics and things like that. But 
even if it's the, the equivalent of putting a quarter in a old, you know, old pinball machine or old video game. Um, yeah, I agree. It just, and we can kind of do to add incremental users, whether it's more the real estate side or more of the games, just more the engagement in general will all be good. Um, and I think even with, um, you know, all the different partnerships, like you're saying, I think we'll find a way to make it all work. I, t- you know, I trust Dirk and the team. I know you do as well. And, um, Hopefully everybody's in the know about the partnerships and kind of the plans of what was going to be happening moving forward and everything. But um, yeah, just again, just kind of wait and see. I did finally find the image of the, of the cactus. Okay. Uh, I won't talk much more about it, but you can probably Google a cactus and Ethereum or cactus and custody and you'll, you'll get again. I think something that might be coming in the pipe. That's just my, uh, my guess there. And I, I know I talked to Shaq a little bit behind the scenes about, you know, we kind of coordinated some of our, hey, do you think this might be it? And, you know, none of us know for sure. Um, but long term, I think there's, there's definitely a lot more kind of cooking. Yeah. Um, Rock Drigo needs a developer for a game he's created. Not many programmers that will work for <laughs> Spark and Upex. <laughs> and, yeah, you were all over the cactus, you know, like, this is do the I, big announcement. Do, do I want to share it? I think Cactus is pretty cool. I mean, like, you're like, this is the big announcement, and it ended up being Sparklet, but I was like, uh, that's kind of a valid point, so... Should I, should I, share, I can share the screen here. I want to... How about, how about this? Do you have anything that... I don't want to get into, uh... Yeah. So, the agency... Here. I'm going to do a comparal. I might do a video between Spaddle and Nowhere and see what I think. Just press... Spatial. Think, spatial, spatial, bro. Spatial, Spaddle. I know. I'm horrible. I do it every time, too. That's why I'm too stupid to win. <laughs> I get away with it. <laughs> All right, go ahead and share, share Cactus. Right. I'll do it quick because I know this is kind of where maybe TML would hop on and talk about some other things he's got here. So let me go to present. Make sure I get don't get in trouble here. Share screen. Oh, not that screen. Just kidding. Uh, this one here. Here we go. Perfect. Hopefully this will zoom in a little bit. So again, this was kind of one of the first teasers. It's confidential. And this was back September 12th, 23. You know, Shaq here is excited on the side. <laughs> um, but you got this little cactus up here. It's like, why would you drop this cactus of all things? Um, so, you know, some of us have talked about maybe it's going to be, you know, dirt bikes or dunes, or maybe they're going to eventually get into the mining side of things. Maybe this signifies some kind of desert territory opening up from, from a new city standpoint. And it certainly all could be or could just be coincidental, but again, of all things, you could have a coffee mug there, you could have whatever, why a cactus? So one thought was potentially, I hope I'm not getting in trouble with Apple, is cactus custody. So if you look at a lot of kind of what you're you're talking about here, and Kyle's probably bring Shaq on, I know she's she's done some due diligence on this whole idea too. Um, but again, it's got security, it's got the DeFi. What they can do is they can really partner with some of the gaming and some of the NFTs that are out there to provide security because people are always complaining about, I almost said the B word there, but complaining about, hey, I want my keys. You know, Upland's got the keys. Well, through things like this, they can kind of custody the assets, whether it's maybe the securities, the, the NFTs, the tokens, the cash, whatever it might be. Um, again, a lot of different things going on here. Not going to get into it too much, but if we go into this DeFi connector, again, there's various projects on here you might recognize like there's Ave, OpenSea, Curve, um, One Inch, um, Uniswap. So again, those are more on the DeFi side of things. Um, 
that allows you again uh, supports you know various blockchains. I'm not sure if EOS is on there or not, but they've got Ethereum, of course. Enhanced security and control. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not finding it right now, but it basically also allows you to set up DAOs. Um, so again, that was one other thing that we were talking about is the ability to again have us kind of control the destiny and the future of Upland. Um, and this is where I'm not as prepared, unfortunately, but they do have a nice area or information on here. Here we go. This is what I'm looking for. Crypto lending, mining investment fund, token fund, maybe not. But in any case, feel free to check it out. Um, again, totally a guess. Uh, there's a little bit more there. I could probably even give me one more second here. Can fill up some uh, time. Do, 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 do. Here we go. I don't want to. I'll put it this way too. Shaq's done a lot of work. I'm not going to share some of the stuff that she's done. Uh, she can she can share it if she'd like. She can kind of take credit for us. I will not let any of the work she's done out of the bag. But she also uncovered some things that were kind of in their timeline and some of the projects that they're working on, um, and was able to tie a lot of things together. I guess the other thing I would point out was, um, uh, let's see here, five verticals that Matrix Port has identified in a report. Uh, again, NFT, fractionalization, lending, rental, pricing, and aggregators. Again, that's kind of the company. Yeah, um, you, for some reason, you didn't share, as you changed tabs, you didn't share the screen. So all we've oh. been looking at is the initial characters. Oh, my bad. <laughs> screen, my bad. Shoot. I thought it was screen, not... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop me sooner, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, looking ahead and no, all good. Um, let me go back here, maybe to so yeah, real high level again. And I could probably should have my notes up on this more, but again, cactus custody. Uh, shoot, got some good notes on this and stuff, but again, I don't want to go too, too deep in the weeds, but again, it offers through, if it was Cactus Custody, it's going to allow you to fractionalize. Again, we talked about, could we essentially take a big property and split it up into different ownership? It allows you to lend things. It allows for rental of properties. It allows for custodying of assets. Um, they're calling it, you know, kind of the Airbnb of the metaverse, you know, things like that. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, again, Shaq did some research as far as some of the tools that are in the pipeline between property management tools, home experiences, um, potentially MetaMask kind of stuff. Again, those are all things you can do through Cactus Custody. And Cactus Custody, I believe, either owns Matrix Port or vice versa, or they're involved there. Um, but a Matrix Port could be a wallet or a service used to hold some of these assets. Uh, if I could just find, there was one link that really had a lot of information talking about the DAOs and the NFT and the gaming side of it, but in any case, um, yeah, maybe more to come, but if we're talking about bridging, we're talking about assets, we're talking about building things out, we're potentially talking about DAOs, this could potentially be, again, where that cactus little teaser comes into play. So I'll stop it there. Um, my apologies for not being as more prepared to know the conversation <laughs> I had there tonight. Um, but there's, there's a little bit more as you kind of tap into it again, just really looking at the NFT side of things having some kind of custody over it, fractionalization, ownership, kind of the ability to scale, et cetera, et cetera. Some things they've kind of teased a little bit in the past. Yeah, be interesting. And I could see a partnership between them. So 
Very. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, what else could be the, the cactus? We haven't seen anything cactus related yet. I mean, no, we haven't. Not at all. But that was interesting. I like, uh, yeah, Japan, like you said, or Tokyo. There, were a couple uh, cities were starting to pop up there. Was that the the on one partnership potentially, or they located yeah. there or something? Yep, that's what I think. Look at those guys. Tell us, tell us more about these gym ones. What uh, or uh, what do we see on the screen here? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Cheese always calls me Jim. So I mean, if you haven't watched the show enough, as many times as she's called me by my name, <laughs> just a, this is a nickname. It's a nickname. Yeah. Um. So these right now, I am producing the bunny coffins. That nice little dude in the coffin. The R.I.P. with the pumpkin head on it, the Harvest Pillar, and the Grave Breaker, the little creepy dude coming out of the ground. Those are the easiest to produce right now. I do have, as the Midnight Reapers, the big old tall giant reaper cell, I produce more. But it's been pretty hard the last few days for people to buy them as soon as I'm posting them on my property. They are selling, and a lot of people were kind of upset about it, but I am producing them as fast as I can, and you can go check out the shop at 615 Indiana Street in San Francisco. I do have some stuff right now available in USD and OPEX. Once we get through the Halloween season, I do want to have a reserve quantity of assets that I will mint, and then after that, I'll be able to release to the public. I want to have them reserved for giveaways on the show and personal use myself. Um, but the best thing about these is it's not like the decorations where there's a limited time to it. These are map assets, so you can place them on your properties all year long. I am in the process of getting showrooms put up across a bunch of different cities and getting the applications in for uh, getting the MetaVentures there to have showrooms across there. Because so, we all know that it's Halloween 24-7, 365 in Creedmoor. In, uh, and was it Bellrose, Queens? Bell yes, Rose? that is correct. Bellrose. Yep. Very nice. I've so, got... Uh, oops. Definitely make sure I don't share that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Share screen, share screen. Oh, come on. Which one of these is going to be? Maybe that one. Here we go. And Shaq, forgive me, it's probably not the best screenshot of it, but that's the beautiful Creedmoor hub right now. Um, again, I can probably rotate the screen better, but um, again, just look at the, you know, really cool if we kind of zoom in on some of these, just a lot of decor, a lot of Halloween, and kind of see a lot of the Halloweenish themed coloring as the. Uh, as the node kind of was developed and built out, um, got some of the crazy creepy kids and stuff like that. I don't know the big blobs at the top, but again, overall it's very, very cool. Uh, good job with Creedmoor and everything that they've done to decorate for the Halloween. Again, and I'm sure if you zoom on these a lot more, you'll see a lot more of the actual uh, Halloween decor itself, but overall just excellent, excellent, excellent. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely check out as I'll post them as quickly as I can make them. Um, I've had some people just come in and it's like 
stalking my property as soon as I'm posting and they're scooping them up. And I'm like, geez. So, well, I mean, that's kind of you too, that you've, you know, you've, you've, you've honored your whitelist, but you know, you might yeah, have some folks in the whitelist that need to get in contact with you about uh, some potential pre-orders. So, uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and it's no hard feelings. The whitelist is there just to help somebody produce things. And if you no longer have interest, can't afford it, just let it know. It's no hard feelings because there's plenty of people that have uh, been bashing me for having a bad business model. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not advertising. Other people are doing an amazing job of saying, look at this cool thing I got from Too Stupid to Win. And then everybody wants it. So, I mean, Toshak was great in the design, taking my concept to reality and now it's just cranking them out as fast as i can and i i know there's going to be other communities besides Creedmore uh, as upland grows that will be perpetual 24 7 so i i see where you have multiple cities with neighborhoods that are halloween themed that are competing against each other for um which one's the best cop in the chat there i mean there's all i mean we'll be a little bit biased maybe but i mean there's an original of course um so sometimes i like to go with the original and i'm sure there's others but uh yeah i know creedmoor is creedmoor is kind of where i'd put my uh my skull and bones oh absolutely absolutely um all right since and the horrible thing is is we've gone so long and we haven't talked about you know a lot of people want to know insights from dizzy one of the top players in the game because i see your properties you know they they check the leaderboards and all that can can you give us any insights of your thoughts on upland and what you're trying to do (laughs) i'll keep i'll try to keep it tight i i I think it's kind of funny we went an hour 20 because you and i have talked how we're very similar in a lot of respects and i didn't want this to be like the too boring old white dude show where we're just like, yeah, cool story, bro. And then on to the next and there's all this, you know, kind of dead air. Well, I'm glad we filled up uh, the hour 20 show we have. So, um, no, I, and I'd say overall, I mean, and you know this and I think other people have talked to me. I just, I like to consider myself just the same as any other player out there. I got an earlier and I took some, some stabs and, you know, my crypto did well. So I was able to kind of pick up some more properties, but, um, yeah, I I kind of take the same approach. I'm a little bit focused, more focused on just the property side. Um, again, just it's more really a function of this time at this point in time. I'd love to get more involved in the servers and the products that are going on and the racing. I just I have a hard enough time logging in some days just to collect the epics or to click the uh, daily check-in for the spark. Um, but that's the overall. I mean, you've heard other guests on the show. It's kind of like, find what works for you, whether that's finding a cool neighborhood and some properties you like there. Maybe there's a connection in real life to something you like. Um, early on, I was kind of a big collection collector. So I think when I hit, you know, 50 collections and a hundred collections, that was kind of a cool little, uh, I guess, checkbox. And I think even about a year ago, I went in and, you know, took a lot of epics and picked up another 10, 15 collections, you know, tried to do that. But find whatever works for you. I know yourself and Shaq and, and Dak and a lot of other guests have done a lot with the, the, um, the map assets and the racing. And again, that's what works for everybody. You know, the racing works for Dak. I can, I've hardly driven a race. Um, likewise, you know, I maybe have gone and, and built a lot of properties and maybe I don't, what Dak's sitting on from a real estate perspective, maybe he doesn't have a lot of uh, apartments. I, I, I don't really know, but um, yeah, just find out what works for you. 
Uh, and I would, I would jokingly say, come on, people, throw in some USD. We could all use a little bit of help here. Let's grow the game. Get get usership. Just tell your friends. I'd, I have to be careful with my job, what you know, I talk about, but I would say I've talked to plenty of people. In fact, I was just at a conference in L.A. last week, and I was talking about uh, Manhattan, and they're like, do you used to live there? And I'm like, oh, I'm like no, but let me show you. And I'll whip out the upland. <laughs> and they, it, it honestly, like for someone who's never seen it before, it blows their minds. Like I zoomed in on um, Rockefeller Plaza, Rockefeller Center, whatever, and then over to Chrysler building and then showed the, uh, the, the transit station and everything. And like, well, let me show you where I work and let me check out my property. And like, this is where Taylor Swift is at. And again, it was cool. Like, even though a lot of us don't maybe tie the IRL into the game, um, people have never seen this before do know where some of these properties exist in real life. And they like to kind of see it inside of an app. It's, it's kind of like, again, if I'm being old school, it's like seeing your, your name or your picture in the newspaper, you know, growing up or, you know, nowadays like, Oh, I got a tweet with my name on it or something like that. It's kind of cool. So that's a very long winded way just to say, do it work for you, do what you're comfortable with. Um, don't feel like it's a rush or a race. Again, there's plenty of properties. There's plenty of time. Um, yeah. Just enjoy the game. Have fun. Kayla's got the best message of the night. She's so excited to be live with us in the San Francisco Cafe. Longtime fan on the show, and she just got a selfie with selfie. us. She got us not not just with well, like uh, she got like Dizzy the OG, and then like you know, yeah. I'm gonna go head into uh, the cafe here right now if we're talking. <laughs> I'm zooming out of Creedmoor, but there, good. there you go, and then. Um, Oh, while you were talking about that, I thought of another great question and then lost it because Kayla flattered us like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking. Oh, now one of the questions I did want to ask you I was on Bleacher Report the other morning, and Upland had an advertisement on Bleacher Report for the NFLPA Legits. Really? That's yeah. interesting. That's a. That's a pretty widely followed uh, publication or, or site. Right. And, like, I was excited for it, but yet at the same time I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. So, again, well, so I think I know where you're going with this, but pros? Pro, pros, I like it because Bleacher Report's highly followed by sports enthusiasts. They have the deal with the NFLPA, so, you know, that, that gives you the, hey, they're committed to it. The NFLPA is committed to Upland, which is cool. But I still have a hard time with, you know, I'm still waiting for the whole response of how people like the new system with the bundles for the legits. But then the other thing is just the, you know, the legits in themselves. Game balls, cool. Jerseys, cool. Caps, not so much. <laughs> you know, you need like receiver gloves or lineman gloves or you know helmets. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I well I understand they can't do helmets because of the NFL. So I, I understand that. So that was wrong of me for saying helmets. But you know. Uh, other than the backup quarterback on the sideline signaling the quarterback, you know, who wears a, a, a baseball cap, you know, you know, let, let, let's get it to, because I understand from the collector's point and the passes are cool where you get the mementos and once they start being able to, so you can merge your essentials to make mementos 
Absolutely, but still being somebody that collected baseball cards, football cards growing up, and then coming into the NFLPA legits and getting something other than a game ball or like you're giving me hats, I'm like, what is this? You know, what's the value of this? So, one, I like that they're reaching out to different markets. I like seeing it on Bleacher Report, but yet at the same time, I think there's still improvements to do to the NFLPA legits. No, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, we talk, sorry, I was I was in the cafe, so I had the, the leg. I had to exit the cafe. Um, what press conferences are you watching the MetaVentures? <laughs> <laughs> they, they come out, they're showered, and they're just like sitting, like unless they're being signed to a team or just drafted by a team, I don't see them with the caps. We'll pull up the, the championship. If they won the NFC or the AFC, they might whip them out. But no, and I get it. We've talked about this before too. Just without the NFL license, it's it's tricky. Like even in the sports card market, the MLB, um, you don't really see in the NBA as much. I mean, Topps doesn't have an NBA license, so they've done some draft picks or some of the. Uh, it's not the minor league, but kind of the uh, the G league is not the G league. What's the one that's not quite? It's out of high school, but not quite college. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember offhand, but not the X league, whatever it is, but. The whole, uh, they've got some, some cars there. It's not a licensed NBA team, so they can go ahead and use those jerseys. Um, but it just, people want to see the logo. It just, it's real tough to see just something that's airbrushed out or just a very solid red or purple or brown or black, whatever the color might be. Um, so again, we'd all love to see that the true NFL partnership. And then, you know, maybe the dynamic changes, maybe unfortunately costs would go up, but I mean, uh, NFL all day, you know, they've had a real, real hard hit in the market. Um, and there's different reasons for that, but people still really love seeing the moments and the legits. And um, again, not to, not to scroll too much, but I know we've seen some of the moments with the racing and we can see, you know, a 10 second clip of, you know, drone action of a, of a curve in the race or at the soccer, we saw some of the goals and things. Here's a scroll. Are we going to be able to see moments in the NFL games? And if so, like, are they, because those are the momento, memento passes. But is that just literally like you're getting a memento, or is it going to have a video? Because if it's going to have a video, how are they going to edit out logos and stuff? Right. That, I, I don't know. That's, that's a great question. I'm sure with technology these days, they can. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, I, again, I think if we had the, if we had the NFL, it'd be great. Um, the bleacher report, I think it's a nice step. It's going to attract some of the base. I don't know the cost to get involved with the bleacher report versus other avenues. You know, would you target more of a gaming market, a virtual real estate metaverse market? I think the NFL, maybe there was a budget there to say, all right, if we have NFL PA, we want to spend a certain amount to kind of maybe bring in that user. Um, but in any case, yeah, it's, it's good to see. It is kind of funny where every now and then, uh, something does pop up. So what's so, the difference between NFL? Yeah, go ahead and you take that one. Yeah, Rock Drigo said, what's the difference between the NFL and NFLPA for a person that doesn't call soccer actual football? <laughs> you know, the one played with feet. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the NFL is the organization of the National Football League. They own the intellectual property of all the team names and all that the NFLPA is the players association. So that is the union, the contract for the players itself. Um, Both of them have the ability to have intellectual property in itself. 
but to reference actual team names in their cities, you need the NFL. To talk about the players themselves, the NFLPA has to sign off of it. You can have partnerships with the NFL, NFLPA, where you can use the team names, player names, and all their likeness in itself. That's why you see your NFLPA legits be basic in the colors of the team, but doesn't have the team names, team logos, or the NFL crest on it in itself because it's been authorized through the Players Association and that creates revenue for the players in the league besides their contract with the NFL. So th- that that's the big difference. Um, anything I missed there, Dizzy? No, and I say oddly enough, an NFL PA version would actually work probably okay with soccer because on the soccer jersey, you know, like you have Emirates. So I guess it's not really a team logo, it's more of a sponsor. So you could probably recognize Messi back in the day kind of based off the red and blue or the gold. Um, whereas here, again, we kind of identify a team with that logo or that mascot. Um, color, of course, I mean, the Browns is a perfect example. It's you're all brown, but um, like the Panthers, again, they've got that Panther on the side. You know, you know, you know the black and the blue. But um, And I think to your point, too, just, just like I did there, I talked about the Panthers. I didn't say the Carolina football team. Um, whereas you, know, you talk about Man City, you're, you're already kind of talking about, again, the, the city that's located in, um, I, I think, at least. I'm not a big soccer guy. but uh, So actually, that would work probably better on soccer. But yeah, here in the States, as it relates to the, the logos and the licensing, um, it definitely does take some of the, the shine off the uh, the product. But again, we understand they have to kind of play within that sandbox too. Yeah. And hopefully one day the NFL gets hip and joins and that would be huge that'd be awesome all right we've bored these people for an hour and a half <laughs> wow impressive thanks everybody for sticking around <laughs> a- absolutely you got anything else to say before we get out of here for the week dizzy uh everybody have a safe and happy halloween and uh i'm sure i'll see you sometime in the background i'll drop some squirrels across the bottom of the screen or i'll try to uh get you and tml distracted a little bit but uh no thanks for having me on tonight and i'm sure i'll see you again yeah thank you so much dizzy for jumping in and filling in for thanking me later as he hangs out with his mom um we'll get him back here <laughs> we'll, we'll get him back here soon i think his mom's calling me right now. <laughs> everybody be safe have fun see you in the metaverse <laughs> The Ovix Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPA.